Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Best of week wrapping up here on WKOK. Steve returns from his vacay on Monday. Sean Carey here. Keep your cool with us. This is the place to go to get stocked up. Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket, Reagan Street, Sunbury, water, soda, soft drinks, snacks, peanuts, fresh roasted, pickle bar too, and beer special going on. Now through Tuesday, extra gold lager, 30 packs, twelve ninety seven at Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Catch up with any previous show you may have missed. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, and Google Play. Search Steve Jones Show. And you can also go to stevejonesshow.com. We've got three-plus months of archived shows there. Later on, we will hear from Donovan Smith, the former Penn State football offensive lineman currently with the Tampa Bay Bucks. after he got his contract extension uh, back in March. He was on the show. We'll replay that. And also next hour, Penn State head football coach James Franklin. And a guy who's been on the Penn State beat for quite some time, knows the team inside and out, had a chance to uh, join the show here back in February from fightonstate.com, the one and only Mark Brennan. It's great to be here, Steve. Uh, I was just thinking today about the old days when we were at Damon's doing the <laughs> yeah, trivia. Yeah. T. Frank, you would have loved it. It was uh, me, Steve, Paul Alexander, and yeah. Jeff Brown, right? Yes. And they would have us in on Thursday night and do trivia, and there were a couple times we finished first in the nation. Yeah. And it wasn't oh. because of Paul, and it wasn't because of Jeff. It was because of one guy who's got a photographic memory. Uh, except boxing i knew the boxing they brought boxing me in for thing. the one boxing question but uh yeah so that was yeah i was uh i was thinking about coming on the show and that it, for some reason it drew me back and i think it was paulie's birthday a couple of days ago on facebook so i don't mean to hijack your show but it was an absolute blast doing it we and, had a lot of fun doing that well they gave us free food and for those of us who did some other things they gave us free other things but We're like this is great it was fun so i'm <laughs> um, um, we had a good, we had a the good skeletons time. in Steve's closet are coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could answer questions about the uh, 1920 uh, Chicago White Sox, but I mean that's fun. Uh, let's uh, let's start with Zion Williamson because it does bring up again what has become a question that is asked repeatedly. We know it's the NBA and the NBA Players Association, just like it's the NFL and the NFL Players right. Association. They set the eligibility as to how you're supposed to do this. Obviously, when it comes to a young man like this, who I believe has an $8 million policy, he does have an $8 million insurance policy. How do you view this? Uh, And there are questions about, you know, obviously money, but there's also those who have suggested trust funds. How do you view all of that as how it plays out. Listen, my my view has changed over the last couple of years. And you know when it really hit home for me, Steve, was watching the Super Bowl and they had that NFL commercial and Saquon Barkley ends up being the guy out of all these legends who's on at the end of the commercial. And yes. I'm like, oh my God. Because he's the one running into the future. Right. And so my, my point being, you know, there was a time 
10 years ago, whatever, when I thought it really is good for kids to come and, and get into a college atmosphere be, before going on to pro, and it's going to benefit the 95% who are going to not necessarily be the Zion Williamson or the Saquon Barkley at the next level. But now, I, I don't know how you can deny somebody the the opportunity to make the sort of money that they're going to make. I, I just don't know how you can do it when it doesn't happen in sports, it doesn't happen in golf, it doesn't happen in all these other sports. I've I've changed. I've done an about face, and I think these kids ought to be able to be eligible to go into the, the especially the NBA immediately. The NFL might, you know, I'm, maybe I'm being a, a hypocrite, but I think that's a little bit different jump from high school to, to the pro level. Physically it is, Yeah, yes. yeah. And, you know, so there are guys who I think could make that jump. I mean, a Saquon could, but you would never see an offensive lineman who was good enough to do it. Uh, but, yeah, to me, I... I don't, I don't know all the particulars of the rules, and you talk about the Players Association, but to me, I think these kids ought to be able to go right to the pros and, and make whatever money they're going to make and set their families up for life. I've changed on that, too. I remember in 2006 where they put the one-and-done in. I was hoping it would be two-and-done. Yeah. All right. And not for the sake of the college game. I was, I've always been thinking about, you know, and if I'm the NBA or the NFL, I want a more mature league, don't you? Yes. Idealistically. But I kept thinking, okay, 2-20. and 20. Now I think after two years, you really do know whether you're capable of making the jump. Now I've changed. And a couple of years ago, I said, you know what? It's your life. You want to go? Go. Right? And guess what? No protection. Oh, maybe. I've always, I hear ridiculous things such as, well, if they don't make it, they could still go back to college. Oh, Cut me a break. You know, it's your decision. You make the decision to go pro, you're a pro. If you want to join the Army when you're 18, you can yeah. join the Army. I think you can. At least you used to be able to. I don't yeah, know if there's can. a different age limit at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, there will, there will always be kids who think they're good enough. And doing, you know, what I do, we cover a lot of recruiting. And believe me, it, it's not as much the, the kids as it is the parents. A lot of the parents think their kid is going to be the next you know, Saquon or sure. whoever. Every parent thinks that. Not enough of them have the perspective. Uh, so that's the difficult part about it, is that there's always going to be people on the other side, but I don't think you could err on the side of, of protecting those folks at at costing. I mean, listen, let's knock on wood and hope Zion is fine. Right. But say he had blown out an ACL. I yeah. mean, that and it that was very, if you watch that, he, he very easily could have. Now I'm guessing Nike would have probably had a pony up and do something if that were the case. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I you, you look at it and uh, I, I you know the question now is does is it even worth his while coming back to play this year? And that's yeah, I mean, that, that's it's like and, and I mean it's so weird because I looked at that Fiesta Bowl with Saquon and I know I keep going back to Saquon because that's kind of my wheelhouse. Sure. I still give him so much credit for playing, yeah. but I almost now half think he's nuts because I had uh, – listen, I knew Saquon was going to be great in the NFL. I mean, I, I knew it. I knew he was going to be a really good player. I didn't know that he was going to be the presence, the, the advertising presence that he has immediately become. I mean, we had access to him and talked to him, and he represented him well, himself mm-hmm. well and carried himself well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could tell he was an outstanding person and represented the Lehigh Valley and all of these things. But if you would have told me that he was going to be, you know, representing MasterCard and Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, everybody else and and Nike and, I mean, doing the job he is, I mean, he's become bigger than just an athlete. 
and you look back at him playing in that Fiesta Bowl, and you're thinking, wow, I'm, I mean, at hindsight being 2020, why would he even have played in that? And it's it's tough. It's tough for the schools. It's tough for the teammates. It's tough for the coaches. But ultimately, you have to look at the best interest of the individual, I think. An unintended consequence of what I'm about to talk about will be said advertiser uh, gives you $500,000 as an athlete to... You know, and we'll put it in the trust fund. Yeah. All right, that's the that's that's one of those unintended consequences. Let's be real; it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, we're suddenly out of nowhere. Uh, the Audi dealership of Beverly Hills <laughs> right. wants to offer said football or basketball player that kind of money to do that. How do you feel about the idea of trust funds and the ability to use the likeness where the money is sitting there, and then when they leave, they can have it? I think that gets too to me that gets too complicated. Okay. I don't know how you monitor it, and I think you would run into instances where that then becomes part of the recruiting process. Sure. So just like if you're an, an um, a major league baseball player. There's an allure to playing for the Yankees or your beloved Red Sox or Los Angeles or, well, kind of my Phillies. But in the, it, there's a big difference right. between playing for a major market team and playing for, you know, Tampa Bay or whatever they're called. Uh, and with no offense to whatever that team is down the there. The Rays. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Rays. But you, that, is that my, am I making my point? Yes, yes. you are. So yes. in, in college sports... You know what's going, what would happen. Goodness yeah. sakes, that's the team your team beat in the World Series. I know. Come and on, it's a man. Guy with that they're, guy your from, bank, they're your bank. They're your A guy group. from my hometown, Hazelton, managed them. them yeah. yeah. So, but that's you know, I'm not kind of in baseball mode. I'm rarely in baseball mode. I'm, I'm in baseball mode when the Phillies are doing well and sure. Chris Wheeler's up here visiting and that sort of stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a, that's because I think there's a lot of debate as to how you handle that. Because well, yeah, it's one of those things. Obviously, they don't want to pay them. Yeah, but it's one of those things, Steve, where it's it's almost like with the the transfer rules, which, so, is, the, which is the next topic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, okay, let's make this transfer portal that everybody can enter, and you know, it's it's for the best of the athletes. Well, the NCAA does that, and I I don't know, was it the ads or the presidents, whoever you know, that, whoever's idea that was. But they didn't think through the entire process. So now you have a situation where you have however many kids at Penn State uh, scholarship was. No, it wasn't. I forget what the number was that are in the transfer portal. 14, you can go to 14. our site, lines two four seven. We have a 14. we have a thing up there. I, I think it's fourteen. But whatever it is, you have these kids who enter the portal, and especially for the scholarship players, once they begin from from what I could gather, once they begin the spring semester, they're on scholarship for the entire spring semester. That's right. So Penn State's paying for their school, but they're not part of the program. Right. So, And the other part of it is these kids who are deciding to leave are kind of in a purgatory. So where are they working out? They're not working right. out with the team. They're right. not practicing with the team. Right, because they have elected to leave it. Right. But so th- these are the sort of things that have to be thought out before you implement these rules. And going back to, to the right. trust fund thing, it, that's great in principle. Right. Well, that's why I said the unintended consequence. Right, that's right. how I prefaced A- it. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. So it's great. Yeah, you know what? This would be a great idea. But I would love to see somebody sit down and work out the logistics of that and say, well, this is exactly how it's going to work. 
and have some scrutiny put to that, some right. public scrutiny, so you could work out some of these problems. I am not against kids having the ability to transfer. I'm not. I mean, especially for a grad, the grad transfer thing, that's great. If you've come and earned your degree, that's mm-hmm. that's tremendous. You should right. be able to go do what you want. But then the other unintended consequence of the of the grad transfer is, so now... Penn State, this is where I got my 11 number. Penn State brought in 11 early yes. enrollees. Yes. So I'm not good with numbers, but they brought in 11 scholarship early enrollees. Right. So the goal at Penn State is for these kids to get it, get here and not only be acclimated to the program, but be acclimated academically. Exactly. Penn State, as much as any other school, is graduating kids in three and a half and four years. Right. So now there's a disincentive for programs to have kids graduate early. Now, that's not going to happen at Penn State, and I don't think it's going to happen at Michigan or Ohio State or, right. you know, a lot, you know, Notre Dame. It's not going to happen at a lot of schools where Harvard. they're going to say, listen, no, we're going to slow play you going through because we don't want you to be a grad transfer. Right. They wouldn't say that. No. They would do it. But you know there are programs out there that right. don't care about academics that would there's there would be a disincentive for kids to get through and that's another thing about the, the some of these transfer rules that I don't think they they really thought through well one of them is they were going to put these transfer rules in in August right and and one of them was going to be it didn't really matter if you wanted to transfer you could play right away and they'd left that one off the yeah. table my problem with the transfer rule number 1 is all the waivers they're granting. Yeah. Right? They didn't take care of my hangnail. All right, you got a waiver. <laughs> I mean that I mean that to me that's that's the bothersome part. If you get your degree, you've done your part. And the school's done its part. Absolutely. Okay, everybody's done their part. The academic support people did, you did, coaching staff did, I mean along the way everybody did their part. But when I'm seeing transfers happen, and instead of sitting out a year, okay, and everybody's getting a waiver. Right now, five out of every six guys getting a waiver. Right, and how are they getting them? They're, they're going through attorneys. And what's, right. what's happening, the NCAA right. learned from Penn State that once attorneys start coming after them, yeah. once, they don't, once they're not you know, governing like a, a dictatorship, once the attorneys start coming after them, they're in a tough spot. I'm baffled by... by the, I guess they're called advisors. I'm baffled by that. What does a college student need an advisor for? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand what an undergraduate college student needs an advisor for to handle their financial affairs from their stipend. Yeah. <laughs> to handle, I mean, I don't get that. If I'm thinking about the draft, yes, absolutely, yeah. Okay. If I'm draft eligible, okay. But the quarterback at Ohio State's not draft eligible. What does he need an advisor for? Well, he's a, he's a sophomore. <laughs> I mean, he's, right. he wasn't even in school for he was in school one semester. Right. He's been in school one advisor to do what? To tell him how to get to Ohio State? Yeah. Man, I don't I don't get that part. I mean, that's that's part of the we're not thinking here. They don't. <laughs> But that's it's another instance, Steve, where they implement a rule without thinking about all the oh. ramifications, and that's, the, I you know, the thing Joe used to say is I would rather play a kid a day or a year yeah, too late, late than a day too early. Or he always, he always said a game, a game, yeah, a game too game. early rather than a game too late. Right, and I think that with some I, of these things, or flip it around, I'd rather play right. a guy a game. But people know too what we're late. talking yeah, about, right. but. Uh, 
I think one of the issues with the NCAA is they've made these hasty moves without thinking them through, and they're better off. Again, I you know I think they really have to make things public before they make before they come up with hard and fast rules. I think that they they should be open to public scrutiny because listen, no matter what you're doing, there there are probably people out there who are going to realize loopholes and things that that you're missing when you're saying it's like when I'm writing a story. Those, those are called advisors. Yeah, well, but <laughs> they find all if, the loopholes. If I'm sitting there writing a story and I'm grinding on that story for two hours. And then I'll have somebody copy edit it. They're going to find mistakes that I couldn't find because I was just staring at the thing for so darn long. Right. And that's what I think happens is that they, they think they have all the answers. And I don't think any of it's done out of malice. I think they're trying to do the right thing with these things. But I think they just act too hastily sometimes. I think they're, yeah. I, part of it is, yes, I understand the intent. Okay, so I understand the intent part. I also think they're trying to react so quickly to right. what they think the current environment is that they're. It's like Jamari Wheeler sometimes with the basketball. You've got to go the same speed as the as the ball, and the NCAA sometimes doesn't go at the same speed right. as the reaction. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with that. You know, and that's that that you know, the, some of these things do take time. Now, stipe, they went the right direction. Okay, uh, food, they went the right direction. And I, th- I felt like all of that stuff was fairly well thought out. This other stuff has not been, and, yeah. I, and part of it's been, you know, I think they feel like they dodged something with the Northwestern thing. Now that, you know, they've never, you notice how they've never released what the vote was. Yeah. And the vote was, I, I do know from somebody at Northwestern, the vote was significantly against. Like, I'm talking like a three to four to one margin okay. against. Um, which is fairly significant when you have got seventy, seventy-five guys uh, that that voted. But I think they've been reacting to that ever since because I think they've been concerned about that. Well, as they should be. But then it, that that what that means is it's something they should have been worried about ten years ago. They should have had the foresight. Well, yeah. Well, that's where this case in California. I haven't followed that case in California is one that they think they might lose. Now, obviously, they'll appeal it, appeal it, appeal it. Okay, so it'll work its way up. So they can delay, you know, through appeals. But here's here's my issue, and let, let's see what, what you think. Say the day comes that you have to pay athletes on the college level. Let's just say that the day comes. Okay, well, there's full stadiums and arenas and TV contracts. You can do it, except... I think you're going to see a lot of sports get dropped. Well, yeah. All right? And as I've said to people here, with all due respect, Penn State's not going to drop wrestling. Okay. But 50 others might. Yeah. And then what does that do by right. to, by extension to Penn State wrestling? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, not a point of being mean. I'm trying to be logical here. No. The, you know, Penn State's athletic department is self-sufficient. Yeah. And why is that? Because of football, yeah, and to a lesser extent, basketball, and I guess hockey is a break-even proposition. Mm-hmm. Right. But beyond that, I think everything—the yeah. TV contracts, the radio—I never the radio contract never comes up. That's not a small contract either. But well, whatever it is, it should. All I know is that should right. be much bigger. They should have much more money for that radio. Contract. <laughs> I'm saying, though, I'm saying for the athletic department, it's not a small contract. No, I get what you mean. Right. Yeah. Uh, TV contract, radio contract, uh, obviously corporate partners, things like that. It all revolves around. 
what they're you know you know the sports that they quote they can right but how so how then are you going to pay the athletes and i think this is what you were getting at how are you going to pay the athletes and still pay for all of your everything else and not only that but what will be the first thing that happens you will get something dealing with title nine yeah so if you're paying let's say they're 98 scholarship athletes right 85 13 well you're gonna have to pay 98 right yeah, and that's, an, an, again, another thing that nobody is thinking about when they're saying, well, you know what, Zion Williamson deserves to be paid X. Saquon Barkley deserves to be paid. Right. But who is going to be hey, on the other side of the ledger? How, how many athletes on this campus do you think right now could have an endorsement contract? Boy, I know that there's a handful of wrestlers who could definitely have right. endorsement contracts. Right. And a handful of football players. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think of this year moving forward. I mean, last year, obviously, somebody like Trace would have... A basketball yeah, player. Yeah. Lamar, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, beyond that. But I think football-wise, I think football-wise, you would be looking at... I mean, clearly, Saquon would have been... I mean, as we know now... Right. The marketing I mean, people were just waiting for him. Could it be five to ten football players? If that, Yeah. No, I'm, because and here's the reason: like a unit, hey, you know the offensive line guys. That's five, right? right if they somebody wanted to do a promotion revolving around them, you know, so five to ten, a basketball player, minimum two wrestlers, right? Okay, I think we know which two, one in particular, um, blue hair, yeah, um, maybe a hockey player, maybe maybe. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't mean to disrespect right. hockey, but they, I don't think people know them by. Yeah, they have a, a fan following. A niche though, following, and they, yeah, yeah, and, and they've also got a corporate following. That's true. Okay, so maybe a hockey player, because um, what's interesting is you don't see the coaches. For example, you don't see, you know, James Franklin for whatever. You don't see. It's interesting how the coaches here don't do. Hmm. Yeah, it's in, back in the day, Joe did. He did yeah. like the yellow pages. Yellow yeah, pages. Was, uh, he did one car. He did one car thing. He did a thing about. I think it was bread. Milano. He bread. did. Yeah, Milano bread. Mm, you, Milano. You, you asked him at the conference about Milano bread, <laughs> and it was right around Thanksgiving. And you asked him, "Will Milano bread be on your table at Thanksgiving?" There you go. And Joe said, <laughs> and "Joe said, he says." Yeah, he says, he's, but also a lot of the food in the tail will be there because of Milano bread. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe's best food line ever was when we were at the, uh, I forget which Outback Bowl it was. It may have been the last one in, what, 2010? 10. 2010. Yeah, with, and, uh, with Urban, yeah. I'm not sure if it was that one or the previous one, but, uh, and I'm, I'm going off topic here, but it was actually, and there was a welcome press conference and, um, they say all these nice things about Joe. He gets up and speaks. He goes, you know, the, the Outback Bowl people have been so great. I just wish you could get a good steak around here. <laughs> and the whole room fell silent because it was like all these Outback like all the media people were laughing our rear ends off. And all the players and stuff were laughing. But, like, these Outback Bowl officials were like, they didn't get that sense of humor. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? That's okay. They survived. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Pleasure. Thanks a lot for hey, coming. Hey, thanks in. for having me. I enjoyed it, Steve.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first. For microbrews, imports, domestic specialties, they got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Vacation winding down for Steve. He's back with us on Monday. Sean Carey here in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Friday edition of the show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Beer special through Tuesday, extra gold lager, 30 packs, twelve ninety-seven. Stock up on the water, soda, snacks, what you need for the weekend at Brewers Outlet, the super stocked beverage superstore on Reagan Street in Sunbury. We're with you live till 5 to wrap up the best of show here on WKOK and the Steve Jones Show for the week. Now we'll have our late day news roundup, 5.06. Sarah Lover will be at the anchor desk this afternoon. And then 6.30 we'll have Phillies baseball. Pennsylvania series cranks up from Pittsburgh. Renew the Keystone showdown between the Phillies and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates have been slumping since the All-Star break. They've lost five of their last six. Phillies are the Great win yesterday to salvage a split in the series with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Reese Hoskins with a key two RBI hit down the right field line in the bottom half of the seventh inning. And since his Major League debut on August the 10th, 2017, Hoskins has 54 go-ahead RBIs, the most in baseball. And actually, right before that play, Bryce Harper hit a double before Reese had the uh, two-RBI single. And Harper batting with runners in scoring position this year. He's hitting 413, 33 out of 80, 47 RBIs, five home runs, and and, uh, 14 extra base hits, one of them that double in yesterday's win over the Dodgers. So Jake Arrieta is on the mound tonight for Philly in Pittsburgh. Uh, By the way, there is some Philly baseball news. Uh, They are bringing in a new pitcher, free agent left-hander Drew Smiley reports uh, that he and the Phillies have come to an agreement on a contract earlier this year. Smiley was with Texas. He went 1-5 with an 8.42 ERA in 13 appearances 
Nine of those were starts for the Rangers. But then the Rangers let him go in late June, and he signed a minor league contract with the Brewers on July the 1st. And he played at one of the AAA teams affiliated with the Brewers. Had a 4.97 ERA in three starts, striking out 18 and walking three. Now, there is a chance this weekend Drew Smiley could be starting, possibly Sunday, and he would take Vince Velasquez's spot in the starting rotation, and then V-squared would head back to the bullpen. So we'll see how that shakes out with the Phillies in Pittsburgh this weekend, but uh, Jake Arrieta on the mound tonight, and we'll get on deck up and running at 6.30 and first pitch 7.05. Those will be the same times for tomorrow night on the Phillies Baseball Network here on 1070 AM. And then Sunday is a 1 p.m. on deck and a first pitch at 1.35. Phillies will have Monday off next week, and then they will head to Detroit for a quick two-game set Tuesday night and then a business person special on Wednesday afternoon here on 1070 WKOK. And an NFL story that dropped this morning, and you kind of wonder if the NFL did it on purpose, dumping it on a Friday going into a weekend, and especially before most of the NFL teams start training camps next week, so they're hoping this story will fizzle out in not long a period of time. But it deals with Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill, and following a four-month investigation into the wide receiver's family situation, the NFL says it is not going to suspend him. Hill was under scrutiny for alleged child abuse after an audio recording was leaked to a TV station following Hill and his fiance Crystal Espinal discussing aggressive discipline of their child together. Legal authorities ultimately decided not to charge Hill, although they did say they believe a crime was committed by someone in the manor. You just wonder if authorities some sometime or another talked with this child and the child would just open up and tell the truth and we'd know exactly what's going on. And the NFL couldn't get that information in a four-month investigation? I, I understand the Ray Rice situation is completely different than this one, but it just sounds like a carbon copy now all over again in the way the NFL does things sometimes. It's like we've talked about on this show. It just seems like there's times where the NFL just can't, can't get out of their own way. That could call that could fall into this category once again. So speaking of the National Football League, former Penn State football offensive lineman Donovan Smith is having a great run with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He received a very rich contract extension late winter, early spring. And it was not too long after that extension was announced. He joins Steve here on the show. Good team, man. How are you? I'm doing really well, Dono. And uh, first of all, congratulations on the contract. Uh, look, you work hard to get to this point. It's a business, but you, uh, how happy were you with how that played out? Man, I words can't even describe. I was so speechless. You know, just you know, as you know, everything going on and the hard work and, and everything, and it's like, oh, the what ifs and. You know, agency did a good job, and you know, was able to get things done. So it was a blessing for sure. 
That's because the Tampa Bay quarterbacks from your side are still upright. <laughs> so that's a big, it's a big reason behind that. When you were, I remember talking with you in the end zone at spring practice last year, and I said, I said, how much does Jameis Winston appreciate you? <laughs> right, right, right. Man, I know that was shoot. That felt like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. It does feel like yesterday. What has the professional experience been like? Because look, high school football is one thing. College football is something else. What about the professional experience? What has made that different for you? Um, what's different about it is just, you know, what you learn um, and the learning curve. Just from, you know, coming from experience of being able to get out there and play. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, trial by fire type type of thing because, like, you know, you, you can talk about it and everything, but until you're out there and you you know, actually in, in between a crossfire and everything, you really don't get to experience it all so you know just definitely being out there is mentally fast and um you know just the many life lessons you know that you uh that you learn from the different guys coaches and just you know being out there you also done a great job of learning the life lessons and getting yourself involved i want to ask you about autism speaks i know here in the state college chapter i've emceed that event 11 years in a row tell us about aiden's warriors and what has right. made Autism Speaks so important to you, Donna? So it's so important to me. Um, my nephew, um, you know, his name is Aiden. He was diagnosed with uh, nonverbal autism. So, you know, as a family member, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, seeing my brother having to, you know, sit there. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, what's, what's wrong? You know, we need to figure out. And you go through all these testing. It's really hard. So, um, and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't understand. So, um, you know, it's, it's near and dear to me. You know, he, he's a great kid. He's full of, you know, joy, laughter, and everything. So, you know, just just a way for me to show my support and and give back, you know, to something that's near and dear to me. You know, I've I've became you know so heavily involved with it uh, the past few years. Um, you know, like I said, we have a walk coming up. Um, in Tampa on April 27th, and, you know, I'm going to be doing my second annual bowling event um, May 13th down in Tampa. So, you know, everything, all proceeds go to Autism Speaks, and, you know, it's just something that, you know, I want to continue to do. And, by the way, here in State College, they've done the Autism Speaks run walk every year in early April, and to its credit, Penn State has been the number one college campus fundraiser for Autism Speaks. But the numbers tell you why it's so important. At one point, I remember when I first did this, Donovan, I want to say there was they were telling me, you know, you know it's in the script, obviously, and then you, you try to research these things. Right. One in 263, all right? Then also the number became one in 190. Then the number became one in 163. Now it's something, the number is like one in 84. I think that some people may not realize how critical actually this is and why these runs, walks, and bowling is is so important to raise funds. Exactly, yeah. It's just it's all about the knowledge and, and allowing people to understand it. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are affected, you know. <laughs> then they give not even credit, but, you know, then people know because it's like a – you're kind of like in denial, like, no – can't be, can't be, and until you're fully diagnosed with it, you know, that's when the numbers start, you know, fluctuating and changing, so. 
All right, let's get back to football for a moment, then we'll get back to Autism Speaks uh, at the end of it here. And the football part of it is that you go into this season at Tampa Bay with, obviously, look, the NFL's a wide-open league in a lot of ways. Teams can move from out of the playoffs to in the playoffs. How close do you think, when you look at your team, how close do you think they are to, to being a playoff team? Oh, we're really close. Um, you know, we say that each year, and although the record sometimes doesn't show it, um, just knowing the, the, the pieces and, and, and the guys and, and the coaches and everything that we have in our facility, um, you you know it's just a flip of a corner away. And, you know, you you got to believe that each each year going into it. So, But, no, definitely, we're definitely, um, you know, I, I see that in the near future. Give us a little indicator of the, the kind of guy – James Winston is? What kind of guy is he in practice? What kind of guy is he in the, in the locker room? What kind of guy is he in the huddle? Oh, man, he, he's, he's great. Um, you know, as as James is, he, he's a natural-born leader, and, you know, he, he's going to make sure that his guys know that no matter what, they he got their backs. And, you know, who who don't want that, you know, as a leader? And to be out there just to, to have fun with him, you know, he he's a he gets a lot of scrutiny for it, but you know we're we're all like that. We all have that big kid in us and everything, and you know he likes to have fun, and um, you know ultimately he loves to win, and you know like I say he's a great family man, you know God fearing man, um, you know I can go on and on about him, but uh, yeah no he's he's definitely a great person, great player, um, on and off the field. All right, uh, which then gets me to Chris Godwin. There's another Penn State connection down there with you. Now, obviously, he's going to make plays, and you don't see them made until you watch the film next week. But what has he meant to the Bucks? Oh, man, CG12, my boy. Uh, he, he's, he's meant a lot since the day he, you know, stepped into that locker room. Um, you know, I told him, said, no matter what, you know, I'm rocking with you. But, uh, you know, just make sure you give it your all. And, you know, knowing Chris, you know, that's what he does. He's a silent worker, and, you know, he's going to go out there and make sure he gets his job done. And, um, you know, like I said, he, <laughs> you turn on that film and you, you see him make make big plays, and, you know, this year is going to be huge for him. Um, you know, some of the moves that we made and him stepping into a bigger role right next to Mike and everything, um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be huge. And, you know, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I think, you're Mike, you're referring to Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, like, for some odd reason, Central Pennsylvania is not deeply immersed in the Bucks, so I have to fill in the gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Bruce Arians coming in, who has brought with him a great pedigree, success wherever he's been, Steelers offensive coordinator. My goodness, Donovan, I go back to when he was the head coach at Temple. Okay, That just means right. I'm old. All right. So, but what has a guy with that kind of pedigree meant to the enthusiasm in the building? Oh, uh, it's meant a lot. Um, you know, the brief the brief uh, meeting I had, you know, I went to go sit down and talk with him. You could just see, you know, he he's all business, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's also a family man, and he's going to, you know, make sure he gets the best out of his guys. 
And, you know, just hearing from so many guys who played under him and for him and everything and worked with him beside him, you know, it's, it's been nothing but great things. And, you know, to be able to have that spark and that fire, you know, going into, you know, OTAs, training camp, you know, preseason and everything, it just allows, you know, the fan base, the players, the community, everybody to get behind, you know, the team. And to be able to have that impact, this early is, is huge, and uh, like I said, you know, I look forward to it. Obviously, you were uh, had the privilege of playing in front of 100,000 people here all the time, recruited and brought in by Joe Paterno. I know you cherish that very, very much. Uh, and now you're in Tampa. What kind of football community is Tampa? Do they embrace the Bucks after going through a situation at Penn State where you were embraced so much? <laughs> yeah, they 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 do. Um, believe it or not, uh, you know, as you as you know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing pretty good. But you know, no matter, <laughs> they no, made Donovan no Smith a hockey fan. Hey, <laughs> you know, I, this is moving down there. You know, I became one. But uh, you know, no matter, you know how how well they're they're doing everything and it's not to take any shot from them but you know football you know runs runs down there deep no question and 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 it's and it's huge and you know a lot of people you know they they say oh they you don't have the same fan base and all this other stuff there's Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans all over the world (laughs) and you know just being on social media the way I am you know there's there's fans overseas that tweet me and hit me on Instagram. There's people down in Texas and Cali, Arizona, <laughs> all over the place. You know, and and, and, and yep. it's amazing. You know, to be able to have the you know them boy fans is is. A, is it's, it's key. So, you know, their fan base is definitely big. And now let's let's flip it back to where we were before. What has that fan base meant and because of their passion? How much has that helped with your, your involvement in Autism Speaks? Oh, it helps a lot. You know, them, they, they love to get behind, you know, any of the players doing anything. That means a lot to them. So, you know, just to be able to have that support from the fan base is is huge because, like I said, that that shows that it's deeper than you know just football. They actually taking in what you know us as players you know like to do off the field and interested in off the field, and you know they back it. And you know you can't you can't ask for anything else from a fan base. Well, again, there's going to be an Autism Speaks event here eventually in State College here in a, in a couple of weeks. But just one more time, for anybody who gets down to Florida, and we have a lot of people going down from Florida here all the time, just a couple of dates that maybe they may hear about and say, you know what, I'm going to go over to Donovan's events. What do you have? <laughs> oh, man, listen, you got the walk, we got the the the... We got the bowling tournament. We got everything. Like I said, it's just going to be a good time to be out there, have fun, and, you know, enjoy, you know, raising money for a great cause. Yep. Aiden's Warriors. Donovan, you know, it's always great for me, any opportunity to get to talk with you, and I appreciate the time you gave us here today. No, most definitely. I'll see you when I get up there for the spring game. I'm looking forward to seeing you, man. All righty.